You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. Ready for spring practice. Is that starting soon? It'd be nice. Um, it'd be nice. It actually does start soon. It's less than two months away. As a matter of fact, usually we start spring practice around March 15th. That's been sort of a – I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's March 15th this year. I just it, It's been around March 15th the last few seasons. So uh, that's not far away at all. That's what, about 30, 43 – no, about 50 days. 50 days. That's crazy. That's, that's not far at all. I'm going to say for the hundredth time, you do way too much math in your cold opens. <laughs> Every time we do this, you're like, oh, 48 days and 68 minutes until. Um, um, first of all, I want to thank everybody for making this the first podcast you listen to. We appreciate you guys so much. also want to thank Sonos for being the title sponsor, sonos.com. Go check them out. Jimmy, uh, Alabama basketball got a win yesterday over Missouri. Um, Frankly, it was incredibly uninspiring. Um, I don't know another way to put it. I don't know what to do at this point to shake the team up. Um, the suggestion I had was to bench JQ. That that was taken, and uh, for the LSU game, it seemed to work pretty well. And, um, you know, I, I just don't know. This team just is missing something, Jimmy. I know we won by 10. Um, I posted on the uh, Alabama basketball Facebook page about midway through the game. This is an embarrassing effort. Then somebody tweeted, I mean, uh, responded later, like, well, we won, you know, sort of like, hey, take that. And I'm like, look, I can, I'm glad we won, but that effort was embarrassing at the beginning. And you would think, especially considering that we've been on a losing streak, that we were embarrassed by, Missouri at their place a few weeks ago that we would have come out a little bit more inspired. I I don't know what to say about this team right now, but it's very concerning to me that we're not finding any kind of motivation to to um to come out hot. Well, I think there's a difference between effort and good. I think we gave pretty good effort after the initial. We we definitely started out lethargically or nonchalantly I mean the start was bad the first 10 minutes were bad the first 10 minutes were just bad effort wise I felt regardless of how good or bad the team is but after that I thought we played pretty hard getting back in it now there was there's a stretch of the game maybe the last 10 minutes of the first half and the first 10 minutes of the second half where I thought the effort was pretty good but we were but Missouri was hitting everything we weren't playing well we weren't playing good but I thought we were playing hard and then pretty much the last 10 minutes of the game, it was a, a pretty decent combination of good effort and good play that allowed us to win the game. So I'm not super down from that from that point of view. I mean, in terms of effort, I, I think it's there. I, I think a bigger issue that we're having right now is uh, the bigger issue we're having right now is just the overall talent on the ball club. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, we felt it would be really high. Uh, going into the season, even though we had so many new faces. But one of the things I'm going to do on On3 this week, maybe Tuesday on the On3 board, I'm going to look at sort of ranking. Luke, if you ranked the team, if you rank guys on the team 
from who's the best player on this team in this year, who's the best player, and, and I would put Shackelford probably number one. But if you ranked, you're not going to go very far down the list until you get to a guy that's not playing well, that's not good, and, and, and he's playing a ton of minutes because they have to. I mean, who's good, Shaq? JQ some of the time, but he's shooting 24%. He's probably the second best player on the team. Then who's the third best player on the team? Darius Miles? I mean, it's not Gurley. It's not Betty Ako. Is it JD? It's probably Keon, but he's been disappointing this year, to say the least. We were talking the preseason that he might end up being the SEC player of the year. I'm not even sure he's the third best player on the team. And again, I, I think we just have too many guys that are either very average or playing that way, and that's the problem. Yeah, that's true. And and maybe maybe Herb may, and and Petty made up for a lot more deficiencies than we thought last year. Uh, Herb's effort, um, his ability defensively to, for sure, defensively for it, sure. Well, his ability to shut down the other team's best offensive player and to help. Um, when he needed to. I mean, maybe we're, we're discounting that. I don't know. And, you know, look, we're going to make the tournament. So, I mean, you, you hate bitching about a win. I understand that. Um, but, man, it's just – it's it was a tough watch. It was a tough watch um, yesterday, especially considering that I'd watched the, the Auburn-Kentucky game and, and um, you know, Auburn was incredibly enthusiastic, and they should be. And uh, they play with a lot of – passion and even when their shots aren't falling they seem to do other things to keep them in the game until their shots were start falling now again we beat Missouri thankfully um we've got a game that that is an incredible must win it is the must win of all must wins at Georgia you have to win that game you cannot lose that game um that's that's the must win as fun as the Baylor Kentucky Auburn stretch is going to be the must win is uh is, is is Georgia because that's what that's where you'll tumble. Alabama could lose to Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn, and they may lose all three, but they will not fall out of the tournament by doing so. You lose to Georgia, you are going to plummet. Not all the way out, but you're going to plummet. Yeah, because Georgia, frankly, does not give a damn. I mean, they are the Rhett Butler of SEC basketball right now. Um, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. You want to use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Go check them out. BetOnline.ag. I'm telling you, this will become your gambling website faux show. Uh, BetOnline would like to wish you a happy betting year, not a happy betting new year. How about that? As we continue our march into the playoffs and beyond, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Use promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus with betonline.ag. I also want to tell you about Built Bar. These things are awesome. Look, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan at Built.com. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, I'm telling you, maybe even better than a candy bar. Listen to these stats. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 
30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off that order. Use promo code LOCK15 at built.com. You will not regret it. You will love going and getting these built bars at built.com. Promo code LOCK15. All right, Jimmy, just a personal note. Um, I think I'm over this COVID. I'm, I'm still really tired. Um, and I tested positive yesterday morning still, which is incredible. Um, so I was supposed to go to a a party, a Club 54 themed party, which I already had my outfit and it was going to be awesome. And, and, I, and I just, I know. Uh, the world is deprived of that. Can you at least get in the outfit and take a picture and tweet it out? So we're not it's deprived. Not a horrible idea. It's not a horrible idea. I have a good, I had a great outfit too. And I ordered it all off Amazon and like I had these faux leather pants, um, sort of low waisted. Um, I mean, it was, it was going to be nice. Um, and, um, yeah, it was a thing, man. But, and everybody like went all out for this party and I didn't get to go because I was trying to play it safe. I feel okay. Again, I'm really tired still. I mean, I'm sleeping a lot, but um, I feel okay. I'm just a little stuffy, as you can probably tell. And um, at this so, party, were you going to do hallucinogenic drugs and have sex with Wilt Chamberlain? I was. Well, that's just what I call Thursday, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no Studio Fifty Four party necessary for that. Yeah, that's not Studio Fifty Four. That's just uh, Five Sixty Ridgeway. Um, anyway, so Jimmy, keeping on the basketball theme a little bit you know I I was encouraged by the play of Miles you know one thing that um, Miles did in the LSU game he fumbled the ball a lot and I guess that that. could be be attributed to the wrist issue but I thought he played a lot better Um, he's coming along and you know if we can just hang in there if we can get this win against Georgia and then sneak get one of them I don't care which one Baylor at Auburn, Kentucky, win one of them. Don't care which one. Um, then you know we're we're fine. I mean, this is not going to be an SEC championship year, but it was kind of silly to think it would be anyway. So let's um let's just hang in there and let's get some improvement. But I guess that's what's worrying me is you know you mentioned the first ten minutes in the Missouri game um, were pretty lackluster, and and really the first ten minutes of the second half as you said, weren't awful. I think we started out like five or six from the field or six or seven, but but Missouri was hitting everything. And, you know, I'm tired of that excuse, though. I'm tired of, man, everybody just seems to hit their threes against us. Well, maybe we just don't play good three defense. I don't know what goes into it. I don't know the analytics behind it, but Ken Palm, who's outstanding, and I don't doubt anything that they put together because they're, they're really good over there. Ken Palm has some sort of analytic that they call bad luck which means, hey, sometimes literally luck can decide a play or a thing or you play against somebody that can't hit threes and all of a sudden they can't miss and, 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 and injury luck, you know, and who's missing this game. But anyway, there's a bad luck thing. And Alabama, Alabama, who, by the way, Ken Palm says is number one on strength of schedule. I mean, we played the toughest schedule in the whole country and we've lost six games, but we rank in the 200s in the luck category. This has been a very unlucky basketball team uh, per the Ken Palm uh, ratings. So the point being, uh, also, Ken Palm went so far as to say, 
hey, look, you know, look at Alabama's record and where they're ranked, and look how terrible their luck has been. When their luck straightens out and they hit a stretch of good luck, which is overdue, they're probably going to rip off a bunch of wins in a row. And and I I sort of believe that uh, before I read that, and it sort of convinced me uh, that it that it's true. We 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 do seem to have some some weird poor luck on this team, whether it's the bounce of the ball, long rebounds, playing a Missouri team that's been the worst three-point shooting team all year, and then they can't miss. I was saying yesterday that our defense must be worse than air because Missouri hadn't shot that well against air the whole season, and and, and then they did yesterday. So I think when some of our luck evens out, we're going to see some some really good results. And again, I remember there was a stretch last year where we weren't playing well, and I felt, man, when we turn it on – we are going to be really good, and that's exactly what happened. I'm hoping the same thing happens this year, that, that, that we literally play our very best basketball of the year starting in March when it really matters, and we won't even remember all this stuff. Yeah, uh, I hope you're right. And it's a, long, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to be too down. I'm just, boy, it'd be nice to sink your teeth into something again. Um, and – it just doesn't feel like this team still lacks the confidence. That's that's my whole thing. And it's just crazy to think about because you would think guys that I know can shoot the three very well, like Shaq, who, who played pretty well yesterday. Shaq played pretty damn well. And Quinterly, um, they and Quinterly's just got that got a moxie about him. I mean, he's a he's a Philly kid. I mean, he's a you know, so he he should be or a New York kid. He went to Villanova, I guess. He's from New York, though, isn't he? Uh, New Jersey. Jersey. Same thing. Yeah, he, yeah, he's one. Of, uh, what, what I liked about him yesterday was he couldn't hit He couldn't hit the ocean throwing it out of a boat. So that, but then all of a sudden he, he notices that a lot of the times he's at the top of the key and, and he's got a, a great matchup because they've got too big of a guy. they got a long guy on him at the top of the key. And Quinterly's like, I just blow past this guy. And, and and I remember he did it on three or four possessions in a row. He just blew yeah. past the guy that was – and then easily laid up the ball. And you're like and, – and, and JQ's such a smart player. He's like, you know, I'm going to do this until they stop it. And, and, and he did. And then uh, I think scoring those layups, then he was able to hit some shots because your confidence grows. I mean, it's one of my favorite – things about sport that's always true. I heard a golf lesson one time that's so true. Hey, if you're, if you're struggling making putts, then go to the putting green and line up one foot putts and make 50 of them, make 60 of them, get used to putting the ball into the hole and you'll snap out of that slump. And that's sort of what JQ did. He, he, he figured out the easiest way to score. He did that. And then boom, magically some of the shots started falling. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about get upside. Look, this is a very cool app. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm telling you, it, you, you will love it too. It's so easy. Just download it anywhere you get your apps. Uh, it's an incredible app that everybody needs to buy. Who needs to buy gas? They need this app. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now. Use promo code SCORE, and you'll get a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first fill up that's 50 cents cash back potentially don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code score 
Use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's unbelievable. Promo code SCORE. Get upside. Now, you can get this cash back via PayPal. You can do it via an e gift card for like Amazon or something like that. Whatever you want. Get upside. Go check them out. You will love it. It's very easy and very cool. All right, Jimmy, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the visitors we had this weekend. And uh, good crew. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting. Alabama had um, – they offered a couple of uh, Clay Chalkville receivers, Mario Craver and Jalen uh, Mbakwe. I think that's how you say it, Mbakwe. I thought – obviously because he's a 2024 guy, that is a brand-new name for me. So you just go with what you want to go with. I'll, I'll confirm in a year or so. I got you. Uh, but, yeah, both of those guys are very good. Um, Clay Chalkville won the state championship this year. and. Um, I saw I got to see him play firsthand. Very good players. Um, Craver, I thought, was especially good. So I'm excited. I just find it interesting. Alabama offers a pair of receivers from the same team in the state of Alabama um, after they had so much success recruiting uh, nationwide type receivers. That tells you exactly what Alabama thinks of them, right? Yeah, and they're also smaller, fast guys. I mean, we've got a type right now. This is what Nick likes, Nick. Nick cares about the speed, doesn't so much care about the the catch radius and the height and the the length, the size, uh, which used to be a thing. I mean, you know, Julio, Cooper, I mean, the, you know, these guys were bigger, bigger dudes. Now, now Nick seems to like the Devontae Smith types, I mean, or, or, or even the shorter. Hey, all that matters is how well you run and what your playmaking skills are because we signed five receivers in the last class, really all five largely fit that that category of, of just being small, super fast guys. And that's who we, we offered uh, yesterday, even though they're, they're quite young. Uh, wasn't a lot of 23 offers. Like I was expecting there was a couple, including one to Hunter Osborne, who's one of my favorite players in the state. I don't know why we were kind of, I, I wouldn't say slow to offer, but several other power programs had already offered Hunter Osborne and then Alabama jumped on board yesterday. I think we have a really good shot to sign him a defensive tackle from the Hewitt Trust Bowl program. Yeah, I liked him a lot, too. And one other name that was um, on campus, a lot of people didn't expect it, even though he's been tied to Alabama. And that's from the transfer portal, Jermaine Burton uh, from Georgia. He was on campus this weekend. What do you think? I think Alabama has an excellent shot. I mean, the fact that he was on campus and present tells us all you need to know about how serious the kid is about Alabama and how serious Alabama is about him. It was a big junior weekend. Uh, for the in-state guys, so we had a lot of stuff going on, and, and yet still made time to 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 pitch a deal to to, to Jermaine Burton, uh, who's a really good player. I think Burton's a better player than what he showed at Georgia in terms of his production. Uh, this is a kid that could easily pull a Jamison Williams and go from 24 catches at his previous school to 60 catches at Alabama. I think he's that kind of player. I think he's a wide receiver one, even in the SEC. So uh, it would be a big deal. Now, in terms of is he going to go to Alabama, I don't know. I don't know. There, he could easily follow his wide receiver coach from Georgia to LSU. I think that's very possible. And there is a legit talk that he may follow JT Daniels wherever JT goes. They're both California kids. They're roughly the same age. They have a good friendship. Uh, that, that would not be surprising at all either. So I think Alabama has a real shot here. I think Alabama would like to have him. But the kid's going to have several options, and I'm not sure what he's thinking. 
it's interesting because I like him a lot. He was underutilized. The the comparisons are going to be immediate and copious when it comes to him to Jameson Williams, uh, but they're not exactly the same player. Um, yeah. it, I, if 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 we got seventy five percent of what Jameson Williams did out of Jermaine Burton, I'd be thrilled to death. You know, I really see him. You know, the funny thing is. You know, I, 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 there's been some talk on our board, on the on three board, that, that he's really mechy and he's not Jamison Williams. I disagree with that. What I like about Jermaine Burton, and I watched a highlight tape of all of his catches. I, I watched a highlight tape on YouTube. All the balls he caught as a freshman, all the balls he caught as a sophomore at Georgia. I did the same thing when when Jamison Williams uh, committed to Alabama, and that's when I got high on Jamison. When Jamison first committed to Alabama, I'm like, this kid only caught 14 balls. What, what, what are we doing here? And then I watched the 14 catches, and I'm like, he's going to be the best wide receiver on our team. And I was 100% right about that. Well, with Jermaine Burton, what I saw from his clips is I would agree with the notion that he's not Jamison. He's not a carbon copy of Jamo where he's just going to be a vertical threat that just takes the top off the defense. I, I see him as, as a little bit of Mechie and a little bit of Jamison. I, I think he can go underneath and be a possession guy. But he can also get vertical. This, this guy's fast. I think he's a legit 4-4 guy. Certainly, if he's four fives, he's in the low four fives. He is a vertical threat, even in the SEC. He can make the big play. He can dial long distance. But he's also like Mechie. He's going to be very good underneath. And when it's third and six and you need some sure hands, Burton can do that too. I, I think he's a very good all-around receiver. And at 6'1", 190, he's also not small. This is not a small guy. He's not huge. He's not a Jai Hall, 6'3", 6'4". But he's a, he's a bigger kid than Jameson Williams. All right, buddy. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow with more Locked On Bama. And until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.